0: Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, the CBS 21 weather podcast meteorologist Steve Knight coming to you here this week. And obviously, you know, there's the big weather story this week. Far and away, the big takeaway uh, is the heat, right? So as always, this podcast dropping on your Friday and we're talking high heat, high humidity, a heat advisory that is locked into place and uh, it is going to be a very warm start to the weekend but here's the good news it is not going to last we do have some big 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 relief that's going to be coming our way here second half of the weekend and heading into next week that's when the humidity is going to break and that's when the heat wave is going to break so uh, bottom line is depending on when you're tuning into this podcast here over the course of the weekend and uh hopefully it's Sunday and you already have the uh, storms behind you and you already have uh, the heat wave behind you because Sunday is going to be looking really, really nice for us. I was looking at some of the numbers. And, you know, here's the thing about this summer so far. Um, you know, if you think about it and and the numbers bear it out, it really hasn't been, in terms of high heat, that bad. In fact, pretty remarkable when you consider that yesterday, 27th day of July was the first day all year that we had had a heat advisory from the National Weather Service. And when you consider the high heat that has been going on uh, day after day, if not almost month after month, in other parts of the country, particularly the Southwest, uh, our summer temperature wise hasn't been all that bad. In fact, I ran some numbers here uh, earlier in the week. I was, you know, put a graphic together about you know how many 90 plus degree days uh, that we had had so far here in 2023 and coming into this week it was only nine now we have had two already this week and our friday is going to uh, do that as well so officially the tally as i'm recording this podcast is about ready to be 12 but that lags far behind uh, what we've done the last couple of years uh, in terms of 90 plus degree days. Now, last year, we did have a, a hot August. In fact, I've got the numbers in front of me here. And uh, we last year had several days in August. August overall was was real hot for us last year, um, where we really, really did tack on quite a few days. Uh, that got 90 plus and uh, looking back on it you know obviously august uh, traditionally is uh, a little bit of a cooler month for us in july on average Um, but uh, last year in august it was it was pretty wicked hot and we had several days that were up there above 90 plus so we're gonna have to watch the trends for this year and uh, see what happens but i can tell you this as august begins next week it is going to be significantly cooler for us Uh, We're talking about high temperatures that are going to be back down into the mid-80s. There's an outside, and I do mean outside shot, that we could get as warm as 90 degrees toward the end of next week. However, I I don't think it's going to happen. I I think the high end next week is probably going to be 87, 88, uh, somewhere in there. And I do see that kind of carrying over into the following week. Um, So once we get talking about getting into like the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th of August, uh, I've got the eleventh on my calendar for two reasons. One, it's always on my calendar because it's my birthday. and two, because uh, Guns of Roses is coming back to Hershey Stadium. and uh, that is on uh, August the eleventh. So I've been really paying attention to the long term temperature models because, look, I, you know, it's one of those deals where i'm I'm going to that show no matter what. I would prefer. Uh, to not have to go over to Hersey Park Stadium and uh, be sardine canned in with everybody else and have it be, you know, 94 degrees in the shade when the concert starts. So I've been paying attention to those uh, temperature trends in the early August quite a bit. And right now it looks like uh, it's probably going to be pretty seasonable. Uh, Definitely next week. Looking ahead, it's, you know, the further out you get, the more difficult it is to kind of pin down uh, long-term trends, long-term temperatures. But uh, the following week of August doesn't look all that bad. So if you're a little burnt out after this week uh, from the high heat, the high humidity, the news is pretty good in that uh, the next couple of weeks definitely are trending on the cooler side and far more seasonable. You know, today is kind of a significant day on the weather calendar. Uh, in that, uh, it's all downhill from here. So, uh, today is going to likely be the hottest day of the summer so far. Heat index that's going to get up over 100. Um, the irony is that this is a somewhat significant day because July 28th is the day that our high temperature ticks down one degree from 87 to 86. And obviously, it's all downhill from here going into the fall months. And, you know, then <laughs> once we get into uh, winter time, and then, you know, our low temperature, or I should say our lowest average high temperature uh, comes our way in uh, mid-January in and around uh, the farm show. So uh, kind of significant, you know, after mid-January, our daily average high temperature is on a slow increase all the way until we get into July and it peaks at 87 degrees, and it stays there for about three weeks in July, roughly from about July 4th until July 27th. Uh, our average high temperature is 87 degrees, and uh, today's the day it ticks down one degree uh, to 86. So it's it's kind of like we've crested the hill, and we've barely just started to go back down the other side temperature-wise. But, you know, hey, it stands to reason because uh, next week, obviously, August 1st, And uh, I know here behind the scenes at the station, we're already uh, heavy into our our back to school coverage and preps uh, starting to put together a lot of things that we're going to be rolling out to you guys here in a couple of weeks for back to school. So, yeah, when we start setting up stories and start talking to people and educators uh, getting geared up for all of the back to school stories that we're going to be doing, you know, that uh summer is starting to come and not to an end, but uh, we're starting to maybe creep toward the uh, the last back half days of summer. And look, you know, NFL teams went to camp this week, college football, uh, the Big Ten had their media day here this week. yet another sign uh that fall is coming our way. It's just kind of like when, you know, pitchers and catchers report in February spring training gets rolling late February, early March. You're like, okay, spring is going to be here soon, but it's still a ways off. Well, NFL teams opening up their training camps this week is kind of one of those things where, you know, it's still a ways off, but yeah, we blink and uh fall's going to be here pretty soon. And we're going to start talking about uh, some cooler temperatures. I don't know. Maybe some of you are looking forward to that after this hot, humid weather here that we've had this week. And uh, I can tell you this, you know, I love the changing of the seasons. Uh, I'm not totally burnt out on the hot, humid weather just yet. I'm getting a little bit tired, though, of daily thunderstorm chances and um, having to try to. It just it gets uh, it's tricky as a forecaster, and when you do it day after day, week after week, like we have done, basically since we flipped the calendar to June, uh, we have had several days where we have been at least in that slight risk category for seeing severe storms. And when you look at what's going on here statewide, obviously some really tragic stories uh, that have taken place, Berks County, and of course, over toward the uh, Philadelphia area, uh, where they had the tragic drowning of the, the children uh, due to some flash flooding. So um, storms have been the real deal uh, in many spots uh, throughout Pennsylvania. And, you know, we've had some issues here. Thankfully, nothing major here. Uh, in central Pennsylvania, no major, you know, catastrophic uh, flash flooding uh, to my knowledge, at least uh, flash flooding that has not led to any fatalities here in central Pennsylvania. But boy, uh, it seems like just about and I think you guys that you know, you guys that uh, listen that are into weather, you would probably agree with me about every other day uh, since in and around June 1st, uh, we've been concerned about the possibility of gusty thunderstorms and they're very hit or miss next to impossible to pinpoint exactly where they're going to pop up and who could be affected the most. So you just kind of have to throw a blanket over it. And that's what the national weather service does when they do things like put out, you know, severe thunderstorm watch, not a warning, a watch, and they'll throw the blanket over all of central Pennsylvania, basically just giving everybody a heads up. Hey, no matter where you're at, uh, you are vulnerable to the idea that you could have a bubble up thunderstorm, very isolated in nature. Winds could gust over 60 miles per hour. You could have some torrential rain. Uh, that sets up shop over your area for an hour and that could lead to flash flooding and issues and ponding on roads and that type of thing. So uh, get a little tired of the daily thunderstorm quest. We're doing it again here, heading into the weekend. And actually, you know, anytime you talk about high heat, high humidity, uh, the way that you break a heat wave is to attack it with cold fronts. And we're going to have a front come through today. I think it could be, you know, the spark here on this Friday, for some pop-up shower storms. And then same deal Saturday, pop-up shower storms, uh, possible. Greater threat of severe weather uh, for your Saturday, which always makes me nervous because, you know, I know it's going to be really hot and humid on Saturday, but more people are out and about and doing things, and there's just outdoor events, Um, you know, whether it's just even a garage sale. Uh, whatever that's going on there's just this time of year there are a lot of outdoor events even if it's just playing golf with your buddies um, there's a lot more outdoor events uh, certainly you know last weekend of july than there are the last weekend of january and that's when i get concerned that you know we could have the severe weather threat when a lot of people are outside and, and vulnerable and maybe not paying attention to the weather a little tuned out not waking up on Saturday morning and and tuning into the local forecast. Um, So that does does always make me nervous. So uh, we will be keeping an eye. I'm actually on duty tomorrow. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on uh, that severe weather threat. You know, another thing that happened here this week, which is, you know, sign of the times. We had our final sunrise before 6 a.m., and uh, sunrises are now after 6 a.m. If you're an early riser, and look, even during the evening, you probably noticed, never so slowly, days are getting a little bit shorter. And sunsets each day, minute here, minute there, are starting to get a little bit earlier. What's interesting is that, so this week, we had our first sunrise of the summer season uh, that was after 6 a.m. By the end of August, sunrise is as late as 6.30 a.m. And I think people kind of tend to forget this. So by the end of August, most of the kids are back in school. We're talking like August 27th, August 28th. That's when our sunrise is pushed back to 6.30 a.m. By the end of September, September 26th, September 27th, not October. The end of September, our sunrise is as late as 7 a.m., And that's what it could be, you know, a little dark for the kids as they they head off to the bus stop. So it's funny. I put together a graphic and was showing that this week, you know, as hot and as humid and as much as it feels like we're truly in the dog days of summer uh, here this week, we're only about a month away from sunrise being as late as six thirty, and only about two months away from sunrise being as late as seven a.m. And our average high temperature in late September being about 73, 74 degrees. So it's always, you know, you just think you you get into the the dog days and you get into the teeth of July and you just think, you know, wow, here, you know, it's summertime, it's hot, it's humid, it's supposed to be. But in reality, when you look at the calendar, you're like, wow, we're going to blink and sunrise is going to be after 7 a.m. And our average high temperature is going to be in the low 70s. Um, however, I do think there's a lot of people that, you know, after this week, after the high heat, high humidity that may be uh, looking forward to that, uh, in my house, we are big fans of the CBS show that airs on Thursday night ghosts. If you've never seen it, not just saying this because it's on CBS, um, and it's become a hit, uh, this was its second season and, uh, it is, it is a breakout hit for the CBS network and with good reason, good show entertaining show funny show uh you know uh sit, a sitcom for sure uh but it's smart it's funny and it's it's well done so if you've never checked it out uh it's obviously running in reruns and hey with the writer's strike and the actor's strike it might be in rerun for a long time obviously production is uh, completely shut down on all of those shows uh but it airs on thursday night along with another one of our favorite shows we love young sheldon but so it came on Came on last night, and uh, we were watching Jeopardy last night. And it came on last night, and they were re racking, rerunning their Christmas episode. So, the opening scene of the show last night, and it all takes place at this old mansion. Uh, I believe it's the setting is in New England. I don't know if they ever clearly defined that, but I believe it's New England. And it's this old mansion called the Woodstone Mansion, which, of course, is haunted. And that's why the show is called Ghosts. But anyway. I digress The show opens with a shot of the Woodstone Mansion. There's a little bit of light snow on the ground, and the outside of it is kind of like all lit up for the holidays as they were rerunning their holiday episode. and uh, my recently college graduated uh twenty two year old son turns to me and says, "Wow, that looks really good right about now." and as much as I don't like to rush the seasons, I kind of had to agree with him. I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, uh, a crisp day around the holidays kind of sounds pretty good right now after being outside uh, the last couple of days. And, you know, you just go outside this time of year, and it just it just hits you like a brick oven. And it's like, woo the second that you step outside. I, you know, I don't want to rush things. I like to change the seasons. Like I said, I'm not – I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not wishing for it to be cold and start snowing tomorrow. Um, I get it. It's a great time for kids to be at summer camp and be hanging out around the pool or dancing in the sprinkler or whatever, uh, to everything, turn, 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 right. As the birds once famously said, there is a season. And, and right now we're in the teeth of summer and and that's fine. But, um, After a week like this week, you kind of start to think, you get to thinking that way of maybe, maybe, maybe a chilly winter day wouldn't be uh, the worst thing. But it's all relative because then, you know, we get into the quote unquote dog days of winter or the dead of winter. And all you can think about is warmer temperatures (laughs) hanging out by the pool. So that's why I like the change of season so much. For a brief time in my life, I did live in California, in Southern California. Uh, Orange County, to be exact, south of Los Angeles, kind of between L.A. and San Diego, where all the really great weather is. And I got to tell you, I didn't. Everybody always talks about, oh, the weather, oh, the weather, all oh, the weather. Growing up here all my life, and I moved out there briefly, but uh, I was uh, 13 when we moved there. And um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, that first Christmas that we were, living in Southern California, uh, my parents got me a bike and it was just weird. It was like Christmas day and I was riding my new bike, which was cool. You get, you give a kid a bike, uh, here at Christmas time, you better hope for a warm enough day where he can at least go outside with maybe a hat and gloves and his jacket and kind of ride it around the neighborhood. But I went out and rode my bike in like a t-shirt and shorts and it just, I remember the whole holiday season that year that we were there just didn't seem right because it was warm. It was bizarre. And the other thing that was bizarre about it was so, yeah, it's warm and it's warm throughout the winter. Um, But what's strange is that, you know, the sun still sets early, you know, so the days are still short, you know, so you, you still have the sun going down at four forty five on a day that was just 75 degrees out. It's bizarre. <laughs> if you've, <laughs> you know, people visit vacation out there, but when you actually live there and especially when it's something that you're not used to, and I was used to central PA and central PA climate and central, that was all I knew. Um, yeah, it was strange. And I, I just didn't like it. I, it just didn't feel like home to me and I never really um, got used to it. I know a lot of people move out there and they never want to leave. And, 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 Um, they think the weather's just wonderful and how could you ever leave this paradise? But for me, whatever, call me old school, old fashioned Uh, for me, at least uh, it just, it didn't work. So better temperatures are on the way by Sunday. We're talking about highs in the mid to low eighties and those eighties are going to hold for all of next week, which is certainly some really good news. And look, the first half of August is trending cooler. The only thing I'd get concerned about is I don't want us to get into one of those patterns where, yeah, we've got a lot of high pressure and, um, nice little northerly breeze, and that holds our temperatures mid to low 80s through the first half of August. But we don't see any rain again because we still could use some rain. We've done a lot better here. Both June and July will come in. Uh, June already did, and July will, is going to come in uh, above average in terms of rainfall. Uh, we still have some drought concerns, though, around here. So we still do need some rain, still need to kind of keep those thunderstorm chances coming. And we still need to, believe it or not, the humidity helps. Um, just even having that early morning dew on the grass, just keeping everything a little bit moist, uh, that helps as well. So, you know, you can never just have everything, right? If the weather's too perfect and it's sunny and beautiful every day, well, then you didn't get enough rain. So need to kind of keep things dialed in on the rain side of things. And hopefully we will, but in the meantime, Hey, enjoy next week and uh, enjoy some cooler temperatures. I know I will. Uh, being enjoying the uh, cooler temperatures nothing wrong with sunshine and highs that are in the mid to low 80s and i think that's what we're going to see for a lot of next week beyond that appreciate it thanks for hanging in there thanks for always uh, following us here uh our whole weather team of course you can find myself ed tom find us all on social media reach out to us tell us what you think about the podcast we would love to hear from you and thanks for tuning in to another edition of it's raining Mets.